Hey, welcome into the Sinking Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Schler, alongside my co-host, Mike Evans, Millennial Ben, producing the show. Want to thank our uh, presenting sponsors, the great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Check them out online at betrivers.com. Stinking good green chili. I tell you what, stinkinggood.com, 1G, stinkinggood.com. You're absolutely going to love it. Try out the queso dip. It is to die for. Mike, how are you, my friend? I, I, every, every time we do this, I think, wow, what a, what a week of big news, right? Mm-hmm. And then another week comes along, and we're left being blown away by more moves. I mean, we had a week that just gave us, uh, what, Devontae Adams to the Raiders? Right. Matt Ryan to the Colts? And then the big one, Tyreek Hill. It doesn't stop. Here's a quick stat for you. In the month of March alone, there have been, uh, I think, eight players traded that have combined to go to 39 Pro Bowls. Is that inc- it, like this is something that never used to happen? And I don't know. You know, there's an old saying, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. You know, the grass is greener on the other side of sure, the fence. Sure. Sure. Like, the grass is greener where you water it. That's where it's greener. And I, I, the whole grass is greener on the other side mentality, like, I don't understand it. Do you really think if you're Seattle and you made the Russell Wilson trade, do you really think you're going to, you know, catch lightning in a bottle again and you're going to draft some also-ran quarterback in the third round and develop him into a superstar? You do you really think that's going to happen? I just don't understand. I don't understand the mentality, and I don't understand. Like, I get it that as guys progress in their careers, you know, they build a team around themselves, and maybe they're a little bit quirky, or uh, they require a little bit more maintenance. Does 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 a guy show up and play at all pro level in a quarterback driven league that we've created? Don't you need one? Yeah. I mean, you're willing to put up with all that other stuff. Look at what the Cleveland Browns are willing to put up with. Yeah. They don't even know when Deshaun Watson is going to be able to play. They do know he'll be suspended. They don't know how long he'll be suspended. But they look at him and say, damn it, here's $230 million, completely guaranteed, and we want you. And we'll deal with a 10-game suspension, a six-game suspension. Whatever it is, we'll deal with it. But you're worth it. You're worth the baggage. I know there's a lot of people that look at it and go, you guys are smarmy, you guys are sick, I don't like it. But the bottom line is it's a quarterback-driven league, and you'll forgive us when that guy starts putting up numbers. Amen. Amen. And I I, I know a lot of people found what the Browns did to be kind of unseemly right down to hey we know you're going to be suspended so hey let's make it easy on you right we'll only pay you a million bucks so that way your game checks are out of a million bucks rather than out of 35 million dollars mm-hmm. so look at what we're doing for you i and it it i, I could see how that's unsettling for people but mark this is this is what the nfl has become you either have one or you do not have one right and it makes what like Seattle especially did, so so intriguing because you maybe you guys just don't realize what the other side is like, what wandering around in the desert for five or six right. or two decades can feel like. 
Well, I know the egos in the NFL are such that, you know, organizations feel like we've got the Midas touch under our expert tutelage. Hey, we found one, we'll find another. This guy is our next Russell Wilson. And I just would say be careful. Just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because the way that guy prepares, the way that guy involves the other people on his team, the way that guy, I mean, you know, people think he's corny, people, and he is, and, and people think he's nerdy, and he is, and people think he's cliche, and he is. But it comes from a place of authenticity, man. Nobody, nobody puts any more into his craft than Russell Wilson does. It, it just does. And so it's really, it's really interesting to me that you have grown tired of excellence. You mentioned Watson. What are you expecting from Deshaun Watson when he does play? Next year. Oh. Hadn't played football right. in, in a year. Um, I've heard some people say that I, you know, even if he's found not guilty or no criminal charges, that th- th- this kind of saga that you've gone through and, and knowing what a lot of people think of you is going to wear on him and will mentally hold him back. Do you buy that? Um. It depends. I mean, obviously, who we thought he was and who he is, there's been a disconnect there. I I did an event with him a couple years ago that I was like, that dude is, I mean, he's the cat's pajamas, man. He is smooth. He is engaging. He is articulate. He is the guy I'd want to be my quarterback. Like, son-in-law material when I when I met with him and then you know you you see all the allegations you know, we always joke around or not joke around but talk about well there's smoke there's fire I mean that was not that wasn't some little fire at what was it mile high stadium the yeah, other day the Broncos had a little little fire yeah a little fire at their stadium that I mean that thing was an inferno yeah and so obviously there's there's not that. Here's the interesting part, Mike. There are some guys that can completely disconnect and have the football field be their sanctuary where they can get away from whatever issues they have in their personal lives and just play their asses off. And then there's guys that take all that stuff with them. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm a guy that takes it with me. I got to have my my P's and my Q's together to be effective. I can't have a bunch of strife and a bunch of things going on in my life and think I'm going to go out and play well. Right. That's just not the way I'm wired. Yeah. But I know plenty of players who said, man, you know, when things were crappy and at home and with all the other stuff going on, and then the football field was the one place I could get away from it all. And Tough just, to do that as a quarterback, though. Yeah. You're such a you're you're the face. And in a place like Cleveland, right. where they're desperately okay, the, here's the newest savior. Mm. But uh, Baker Mayfield was the savior, but 
he he didn't have any kind of resume to to make you convinced that you were getting the savior. If if you're Cleveland, you you think this is the guy, not only yeah. because of what he did as a player in Houston all those years, establishing himself as easily one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL, but then the the kind of financial commitment you're making, right. the expectation. This guy is the guy, right? And that's a that's a lot of pressure to, right? You know, the, the Houston ain't Cleveland. Yeah, well, think about think about what he like. He gets in, he gets drafted. You know, Habitat for Humanity. He he like is building homes for people because he got. Remember when when uh, work done was the the running back for Tampa? I believe that he and his mom got a house built from like the whatever foundation that was that work done used to build houses for. And then he's giving back houses. Remember during the, during the hurricane in Houston um, and the, you know, when everything flooded, he was paying the salaries of the people that worked at the stadium. He was like, he was doing everything. Yeah. So think about how calloused if, if, if that's the right word that you have to become when you are being absolutely, you know, I mean, and I, I get it that you've done it to yourself, but your reputation is just tarnished. I mean, there's got to be a certain amount of, like, well, this is where I am right now. So it'll be interesting but to see know, how he responds. Well, you know how it went. Look, Michael Vick, in the eyes of many, was able to kind of come back uh-huh. and conduct himself in a way and just go about his business in a way in which, for many people, um, it'll never it'll never condone what what he did but but at least felt people felt like there was a genuine effort to try to make amends correct and i think that in this case as long as deshaun watson's playing well then ultimately especially in cleveland folks will be like all right i'm not necessarily really happy but look at the way he's playing Mm. look at the things he's doing look at how he's making an effort right and boy the the only thing we like Better than a scandal is maybe a, you know, redemption retribu- redemption story, story. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a huge part of of that to the Cleveland situation. Listen, the guy is so talented, the guy is so good that he's still going to be an elite level quarterback in my mind, um, regardless. So, I mean, I think that part is, you know, that part's done. I mean, I, by the way, how uh, how things have changed for Baker Mayfield? Wow. Like what? Like seriously? Like right now? I mean, didn't he say? Didn't he say that? Uh, like, Indy was on his choice, and they went with Matt Ryan. And then th- there was a report that he and Carolina had mutual disinterest for one another. I had to read it three times because I go, "Did I read that right?" <laughs> a mutual dis- disinterest. Like, you're Carolina, and you went with Sam Darnold who pooped in his helmet, Cam Newton, who's done, to, I think, P.J. Walker, Walker ended up, a game I called, P.J. Yep. Walker ended up replacing Sam Darnold because Sam was so bad. And you're looking at your situation and going, yeah, no, Baker's not better than what we got here. Dude, how bad is, how bad are things for Baker right now? And and I don't I don't think that Baker is, is, I never looked at mm. Baker and said, okay, there's a surefire, you know, just elite, elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. But two years ago, he was a, a very effective quarterback. They sure they were a really good team. They won a lot of games. They went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Gave Kansas City all they could handle. And he did he was hurt last year. So 
what what why are, why is he become so radioactive? It seems is it because he's got he's got I mean to call his ears rabbit ears or like it's not it, they're elephant ears. I mean they're bigger than rabbit ears. Those things are gigantic, Dumbo esque. Yes, and he doesn't have the maturity level that you want of the CEO of your franchise. Like there's like, you know the the reports are. And I don't know if the reports are true or not, but he was just one of those guys. You know, you know the guy. You went to high school with the guy who can dish it out but can't take yeah. it. Like he seems to be the classic. I can dish it out. I can't take the criticism. So I can, you know, get in my teammates' grills. But when I get pushback, then I mope or I, you know, I I can't handle that. But does that I explain, can't handle coaching? But does, but does that explain why? quarterback desperate teams wouldn't at least be willing to jump up and take a flyer on him? No. I, I still think that you would look at what he did, not last year, but the year before. They went 11-5, and five and he played pretty well. I mean, was he elite? No, but he played pretty well. Um, do teams just look at what Cleveland did and say, unless we have that system where we're running the snot out of the ball and doing all these things? You know, we don't think he can operate kind of more of a spread, uh, you know, that type of offense. I I don't know what teams – I don't know what – you would think he'd get an opportunity with uh, all the desperate teams. Like, there's one team out there that said that the reports were they would jump at the at Baker Mayfield, and that was Pittsburgh, who just signed Mitch Trubisky. Right. Well, I guess then – Well, it's open. Many, why wouldn't you jump well, at Well, but it? then how many how many desperate teams are out there right now? How many teams have have a quarterback situation that they look at and they they feel desperation, or how many still right. have you know made their pseudo commitment to uh, the the young player that they drafted and they're still ready to see it out? How, how many? You mentioned Carolina. Yeah, I, I would still say Seattle, but I don't know. Who knows how they're they're conducting business there? But really, how many teams would you say right now are just like? Cause I'll bring up Jimmy Garoppolo. Where's he going? Right. Where where is Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo going to end up? I, you know, I almost feel like Mike. It's gotten to the stamp, uh, the the point of the off season, where why are we going to give you value for somebody that you don't value? Why are we going to give you a draft pick for somebody you're going to be forced to cut? We'll just play the waiting game, and then we've got a guy that we don't have to give anything up for. Maybe it's a draft day trade, but maybe it's just that Baker Mayfield ain't going back to Cleveland. So what are you guys going to do? Yeah. Like, the way you played this out and the way you basically told Baker, we're not interested in you anymore. And then Deshaun Watson said, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to either Atlanta or I'm going to New Orleans. And then you were like, well, no, Baker, no, I want to trade. No, we're not going to trade you. And then, oh, we got Deshaun? Okay. Like maybe maybe teams are just looking at it and go, why would we give a second or third round pick for a Baker Mayfield when you're going to have to release it? So maybe teams are just going to wait for that or wait for the draft, see what transpires right. with the draft before they. So Baker might be sitting out there in limbo. I'm starting to feel Garoppolo just goes back to San Francisco. Well, Garoppolo has a shoulder injury, right? He's yeah, got he the can't shoulder. play until June anyway. Right. But if now if I'm if I'm starting to look at this as San Francisco, okay, he comes back. 
you know, we, we still pay him like $22 million, which isn't that bad. We're not paying Trey Lance anything. Right. And, hey, we give Lance every opportunity to win the job. And if he doesn't, we roll with Jimmy. Lance which is gets the all the OTAs. He yeah. gets all the mini camps. He gets all the, Jimmy you know. can't be out there anyway. Right. I could see that. And, I could, you know, I could see them sitting there going, okay, wait, wait a minute. Seattle is no longer a threat. Arizona's got quarterback issues because Kyler Murray's pissed he's not getting a new contract. The Rams, you know, are the Rams, but they were still the fourth seed, and they did win the Super Bowl, but they were the fourth seed. We beat the Rams with Jimmy Garoppolo. Why not us? Why not? And if Trey Lance can't get it done, that's all right. Yep. Just another year to grow. Yep. And Jimmy's the ultimate safety net. And the guys love Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. Got himself a Subway commercial, too. You see that? I know. Dude looks awesome. Oh, he's so handsome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've talked this long. We still got Tyreek Hill. Oh, I know. Go. What what was your reaction? What what does it mean for Kansas City? You know, I thought are they the new dynasty that ever was? I well, yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill is a weapon. And Tyreek Hill is a difference maker. All the jet sweep stuff and all the like he is he's pretty amazing when you look at all the things he gives you. And still you know, I try to look at this from Kansas City's standpoint. They were going to pay him. But they weren't going to make him the highest paid receiver in the history of the NFL like Miami did. You know, it's it's really interesting as I travel around the NFL and talk to coaches. You know who you know who everybody wants but nobody wants to pay? There's two positions. Slot receiver. I mean, slot receivers make, you know, the the best slot receivers in football, 11 12 million dollars. A year. Yep. Yep. The best X receiver in football, you can make 21. So there is this position bias when it comes to salary. And so you look at guy like Tyree Kill, who does a multitude of things. He's a difference, but he's a weapon. He's like, he can do all these things, but you still think of him as what? A slot receiver. And it's really hard. Okay, so we set the market for slot receivers, and we pay them fourteen a year. Oh, I'm the best. I, like I'm the best weapon in football. Nobody can cover me. Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator for years for the Baltimore Ravens, told me in pads the fastest player I have ever seen, I've ever coached against, bar none. Won't argue with that. Bar none. Yep. He's just a difference maker. Yep. So, you know, from Kansas City's perspective, I, I have to imagine they're like, we're not going to set the market. We'll, we'll set the market for slot receivers, but I'm not going to pay $21 million to a slot receiver. Of course, Tyreek Hill looks at and says, I just saw what Devontae Adams got. Right. That's and I what, want that. That's how I measure myself. Right. And I, I can't really blame him either. Right. It's like the tight ends that want to be paid as X receivers. Go all the way back to Jimmy Graham back in the day. Right. And and what happened? We ain't paying you like that. You're a tight end. Yeah, but I had X number of snaps at X. We don't care. You're welcome. 
Now get back in line. Right. The other position they don't pay, they don't pay nickel corners. And you know what's crazy about this, Mike, is everywhere I go, they talk about the importance of the slot receiver. And everywhere I go and every team I talk to talks about who's who's their nickel or who's our nickel. Like the importance of that position. Because when you think about your nickel corner, okay, he's playing 70% of the plays. He comes in, you take a linebacker out, you take the will linebacker, the weak side linebacker out, and you put the you put the nickel back in there. That nickel has got to be able to play zone, be able to play man-to-man on a slot receiver that's elite. And, oh, by the way, he has to understand all the run fits and the run block and how to key the tight end, how to key what, what offenses are doing, and he's got to fit. He's got to be a run defender, and he's got to be a damn good one. And so – it really is one of the toughest positions in football. And you think about where, where balls are complete. I was having a conversation with Nathaniel Hackett, who's the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, was with Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers, and, and everybody in Green Bay. And he's like, when I put a game plan together, I have a list of um, my gimme list. Get my quarterback back in rhythm. Get my quarterback. Those, those passes – are completed two yards outside the tight end box and eight to 12 yards deep. So make a rectangle. And said that area of the football field, we should be at 80% completion. Layups. Layups. Just layups. It's like doing a layup line. Yep. It's my layup line. Then, you know, you go to outside, outside the, the numbers, right? Um, outside the numbers, eight to to fifteen yards deep. Now we should be completing about sixty percent of those balls, and then deep outside the you know those are thirty percent completion balls, right? And so when I want to get a quarterback back in rhythm, that's where I want that guy. That's where I want those passes to to be completed. He goes, when you got a good nickel guy, you know what you have to do. You got to get out of that area of the field. When you got linebackers that can get depth and tackle a shallow cross, they can get 14 yards depth where they're supposed to be, you know, eight to 10 yards yep. deep and still tackle the shallow cross or the drive for three yards. He goes, then all of a sudden that, that area of the field is no longer the benefit that it normally is. When you got a nickel guy that can flat shut that area down, he goes, it affects the way you call plays. And yet, I'm talking to Logan Ryan, who just signed with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who was a nickel guy in Tennessee and couldn't get paid. And when he went to the Giants, he said, I don't play nickel. I play safety. Why? Because safeties get paid. It's it's an ama- The mindset's amazing. So two of the gotta-have-it, toughest positions in football, for whatever reason, the mentality is I don't want to pay you yeah. guys. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. So so what does it mean for Kansas City? Because we, we go back, we come back full circle on this conversation. We started out talking about the desperation that teams feel to find quarterbacks. Right. So if that's the league-wide mentality, you got to find one of these guys. And if you're lucky to find one of these guys, you don't hesitate to pay him. 
40, 45, 50 million a year. Mm-hmm. Well, then to me, just this is just the fan, the layman that says, well, then wait a minute. If you think you have one in Patrick Mahomes, then it's his job. It's his job right. to take receivers, make them better than they really are. Manning did it for years. Brady mm-hmm. did it for years. They took average guys, made them good. They took good guys, made them great. They took great guys and made them Hall of Famers. So, to me, my my first reaction to the whole uh, Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill even was, okay, th- this is probably going to sting for a while. But if Mahomes is legit, yeah. if he truly is the next GOAT, then this this shouldn't set him back that long. Yeah, th- shouldn't set the Chiefs right. back that long. No, and here's the other thing, Mike. They've got so dependent on winning a certain way. And it cost them a game against, it's cost them an AFC championship game in Cincinnati. It cost them that game. It was in, it was in Kansas City, City, but against Cincinnati. I mean, they're up. What were they up? 24-10 or whatever it was? They already put that game away. Should have put that game away. Late in the first half. And anyhow, it cost them that game. They never effectively overcame it. And I I wonder to a point, is this a situation where Andy Reid is saying, man, I'm going to get back to using multiple personnel groupings. I'm going to get back to, uh, I'm still going to throw the crap out of the ball. But I want to be in two backs sometime. I want to use a fullback. I want to be in two tights. I want to be able to do some things that I haven't done because we got so... Yeah, I call that the loss in the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay the ultimate football hubris. You're allowing us to run it for seven yards of carry. We're not going to take it. Up yours. We're going to win the way way we want to win. Yeah. And it was. To me, it was the ultimate football hubris. And I wonder if they're looking at it going, hey, man, we do have the quarterback. and, And we have to become more adept at taking what defenses give us, not just taking what we want, but if they're going to play too high and everybody back and make us complete it underneath, you know what we need to do? We need to be methodical. Yeah. And But, but it, if Mahomes it, can't continue to be a great quarterback without Tyreek Hill, then you, you should ask for a refund on that 500 mil. Because yeah. the great ones, they move on, and they'll they'll take somebody else and – They'll take mm. one of those draft picks you got from the Dolphins, pick a receiver in the second round, and turn him into the next Devontae Adams. Right. Or the next Cooper Cup. Or whatever. Think about think about the transitions they made in New England. They went from, you know, clock killing Corey Dillon, run the ball, play great defense, to, you know, I mean, it was three wide sets with Dion Branch and da-da-da-da-da, and then it was, you know, high-flying offense with Randy Moss. They didn't win one then. But then, you know, the two tight end set with Gronk and Hernandez. And then back to Julian Edelman controlling the middle. I mean, it was like, and we're going to show you five different ways to win. And and that's ultimately what they did. And I, I don't know, man. This is like, this may be a Kansas, this may be a, we have to become a better team at being able to be multiple in our personnel sets in the way we attack teams. Well, I keep waiting for the offseason to slow down a little bit, but uh, who knows what's in store for next week. 
I know. Well, this forget next week. This weekend, man. What's going to yeah, happen? What's going to happen this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Something's crazy. going down. Crazy. It's the NFL. It is. We just continue. Like, we don't even need to plan the news. It's just going to trump whatever's going exactly. on. Exactly. We'll just crush you. Yeah. So We don't really need to work and prepare because something's no. going to drop in our laps here very soon. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a gimme. <laughs> hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. We want to thank our presenting sponsors, great folks over at uh, Bet Rivers, Bet with a Winner, Bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app at uh, download the app. Also, check them out at BetRivers.com. Also want to thank all the folks at Stinking Good Green Chili. That's uh, my green chili company. Telling you what, you want great green chili, you want some queso dip, head over to stinkagood.com. Check that out. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, For everybody involved, for Mike, I am Mark. We thank you so much for Millennial Ben, and we'll be back with you next week. Hey, guys, welcome to Mark's All Pros at marksallpros.com, building a better referral network. We appreciate you for listening. Also, stinking good green chili available in your King Supers, in the freezer section, also in your Costco's, the deli section. Check us out at Stinking Good with 1G, stinkinggood.com. Mike, how are you, buddy? Hey, that does it for us. Mark's All Pros, marksallpros.com, building a better referral network. Also, Stinking Good Green Chili, guys. You know the green chili available in the freezer section of your King Supers, also the deli section of your local Costco's. Check us out at stinkinggood.com for all the recipes and everything else. You're absolutely going to love the green chili. Also, try the queso dip. Uh, We'll be back with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Take care.